called a reboot for a reason. What are you even talking about? Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> oh, Hello, gosh. everybody. This oh, is hi, the, the the holocaust the um horizon. The horizon. Did you the try forecast. to say holocaust? <laughs> Maybe. Are are you Sean Spicer? Yeah, no kidding. Gmail Merry Christmas. <laughs> We're not that kind of podcast. On yeah, this say, podcast, we talk yeah, about <laughs> video games and pop culture. Let's never get away from politics. <laughs> oh man. What's up, guys? Uh, welcome to the Forecast, episode 31. Um, if you are new here, welcome. Uh, the Forecast is a bi-weekly podcast uh, or a fortnightly podcast produced every other Thursday. Only political. Um, we like talking about new products in different things, in different mediums like um, entertainment, video games, board games, TV Pumps shows, uh, all kinds of things uh, based on different perspectives, how they're designed, how they, how they play through um just lots of cool stuff so uh you can check us out at facebook.com forward slash we are the horizon we are the horizon community or you can check out our website at we are the horizon.com uh all of our notes are in the uh well all of our links are in the cast notes as well so thanks again for joining us hi hello oh man i'm glad you mentioned the Fortnite thing and you didn't even make it like a like a plug against me you just yeah. said it like a, it was a normal thing i'm just you know he said that I was gonna put out the video, and he didn't actually oh, name man. me as being what's causing it to be late, right? So he's—I think he's like, you know, I'm feeling bad. Yeah, it's, it's, guys, that's, I'm feeling bad. What, what? Owen? As it's been pointed out to me, there are a lot of new people that listen to this that don't necessarily know what all of our voices are. So we should probably introduce ourselves. Wait, hold on. We have actual listeners. Yes, <laughs> <doesn't sound> right. <laughs> a reasonable question. Let Can me you stop explain you right there. Uh, can you explain, Owen? Can somebody explain who's the new listeners? Yes, I was talking to people, and they were like, "Hey, I listen to your podcast, but I don't know who's everyone's voices are." Uh, like on the Owen. street, you like walked up to people <laughs> on the street. <laughs> yeah, they Yo. recognized his voice. My name is Chitty Bang Chad, <laughs> and that's all you ever need to know. Uh, this is my voice, and I am awesome. Oh gosh. man, are, are we really going through? But you're not uh, Aaron, and you're based awesome. on voices. I'm so, I'm Aaron, and I'm awesome. Thank you. Yeah. We're, we're still panned to different sections, right? Yes, we're still. Do you we're know who's? Panned to this do you know who's panned where? <laughs> I'm in the back. Right. Yes, you're in the very center. <laughs> Caleb's in the back right. Oh, it gets am, right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, Jake is like direct direct opposite of Caleb. Oh, perfect. Um, I am on the yeah, left, like thirty percent. Who are who are you? My centered. Who am I? I'm Aaron. Yeah. Yeah, it's Aaron. Okay. Aaron's like, awesome. Do you think worry. people are really going to identify yes. who we are based off the panning? <laughs> They're the going to be like podcast. looking around their room with nobody actually there, but like looking to where they would be. We're is just, like, we're actually a bunch of spirits. You know, that's kind of a problem. I'm just when you look, I'm not, even not there in the anymore. Mix. They're in the other <laughs> spot. Is that like some kind of like <laughs> new, that's true. new <laughs> audio contraption where you just, it's like, it's like visual panning. So as you look, they're watching us in centered. VR with 3D surround yes, sound. Yes, <laughs> thank you. All right. Watching gotcha. our audio cast. Are you using Steam Audio? Steam yeah. Audio. Uh, Steam that's... Audio picked right in. <laughs> Can we do that? 
Can we do that? I don't know. You should figure it out. I mean, yeah, can yeah, look it in the Steam audio? No, this is a coding thing. Caleb? Caleb! Can we, what, what are you asking? Oh, it's of course easy we can do to it. code it's video Caleb. games. Can we just like <laughs> release our podcast in Steam audio somehow? Like, Probably. Uh, with it. I mean, you could like build our audio into a Unity program. There we go. Do it up. St- can you get on top of that? Uh, no. I want to waste on the my time side of that. that. You want and run? I'm Owen, and on we the side are the Horizon. Owen's there, wherever he's at. <laughs> I, yeah, where's I Owen? In the circle. I, I, I mean, honestly feel like Aaron just like takes my volume and then just cranks it all the way down. I'm, no, no, I'm in the I center, so even... I always seem most authoritative. Yeah, mm. and Owen, I actually don't even put your audio in the cast. It's just yeah. weird because we'll be talking and then there'll be a big blank space. <laughs> that just one day like, there was 25 the minutes of blank, and yeah, I mean it yeah. was long. Impressive. People were like, why didn't you ever talk about the Switch? It was just the Super <laughs> Mario theme song on loop. We didn't talk about the Switch because we're a PC gaming focused podcast. <laughs> it's oh, true. Yeah. That's all we play, so we don't care about it. Can we just get, get, uh, get that stuff out of the way? We are a entertainment medium, or, yes. or what is it? What is, what is, what is Any, the exact Pretty much anything we phrasing. care about. Anything exactly. we care about. That's and pop good. culture, so media, people, news. People that are on this podcast and around this podcast need to stop saying, I thought we weren't that podcast because we are. We're that podcast. We're all those podcasts. We're every podcast. podcast and Owen, no podcast at once. Yes. I, I want you to know that you're direct opposite of me. I'm 30% right. You're 30% left. Aww. What am I? Am I dead we, center? You're like, you Chad, get... you're 20% left. You and Owen are like very close together. I don't like that. Can you... Uh... <laughs> We're Can such we an anything track? podcast. We even had an episode one time where we just did riff tracks. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we yes. even did a podcast one time where we were just watching the Arrow. That's what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. good job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometime we need to actually all sit around an omnidirectional mic and record that way, and then you can just oh release it gosh. straight. And we yeah, all let's have just the right get spot. this. Let's just get this That'd group together. That'll be so easy. <laughs> yeah, because everybody's <laughs> yeah. free at the same time. <laughs> All uh, the time. Lives it's right. to record at PAX. Yeah, we have yeah. to record at one of the. That's PAXs. our one chance. Yep. Mm. That'll never happen now. Before or after, we're completely smashed. <laughs> uh, during, after, of course. While we're completely smashed, we'll just we're, do it. At we're the trying bar to record the time. podcast, and Danny's just like shots. Shots. <laughs> shots. <laughs> right. He's not just like shots. He's like, I'm gonna get everyone a shot, and then I'm also gonna get myself a tequila shot. Does that sound good, to everyone? You guys, good, 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 uh, shot? perfect. Shot? He just walks around. And he's just pointing at people. Shot. 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 Shot? Anyone? You reminds Tequila? me of like the seagulls from Finding Nemo. Ah, I was trying to think of what I was trying to Mine? think of. Mine. Mine. Mine? You were, did you that. just say you were trying to think of yes. what you were trying to think and of? Owen, Owen plucked it right out of my brain. Oh, I got that's you. So man. awesome. I got you. <laughs> it took it right Should off I, your tongue. I knew I was trying to think of something, but I couldn't think of what I was trying to think of. Hey, Aaron. Should, yes. So what are we starting out with? Well, let's start out with this. Jake, Whoa. literally everyone is echoing in your microphone right Oh, now. that's fantastic. <laughs> I'm telling you, Aaron, that is what we wanted. Yeah, that's oh what we're going for. Is that, is that what we're going this week? All right, mm. fine, fine. Yeah, okay. we're, also, uh, we're also doing radio voices. <laughs> let's start with this. Um, let's start with this. Uh, we talked about super hot alternative games last week. We did. And I assigned a set of games to people. Unfortunately. And or people volunteered. Um, did anyone actually play the game that was assigned to them? I played my full game. That was a full thing. That I downloaded about 15 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> played so the whole just thing. 
<laughs> Please tell me you actually played the whole thing in that. I did actually play the whole thing no twice, twice through. Twice through. <laughs> it's really short. <laughs> to make sure, yeah. It's like three levels. Yeah, you're like, this can't be the end. <laughs> uh, how was the red dude? Oh, it was fine. I mean, it was essentially super hot, except you don't get any weapons, which is super lame. Except for this <laughs> one disc. Super lame. And you can super throw lame. the disc, and then you can teleport to the disc. That's okay. But everything dies in one hit, including by throwing the disc. Okay. I don't know. It was, it was all right. All right. Nothing fancy. Owen, did you play Keanu where? I did not. Owen, you're dead to me. What a loser. Okay. Uh, I tried to download Super Truck. It doesn't even exist anymore. What? Uh, no, it's in the game called Super Truck? Truck. I know, but I tried to download the one that was free. You can't oh. even get it anymore. So I'd have to play through all of Cluster Truck to get to Super Truck. So I didn't make it there. Dead to me. Dead to me. Have had to play through Dead to me. All of Thank Super Truck. Um, I mean, not Cluster Truck. Do you guys have any room to talk? Have any of you played them except me? I played Super Alex, Hook. Super Hook, okay. how was it? Super Hook is cool. I think you could build that out to an actual thing. Really? Um, it just adds a ton of verticality to what Super Hot is. Okay. And also it gives you the ability to grapple weapons from people's hands. Oh, that's cool. It's like pretty a cool. hook? Yeah. So you have a grapple that you can grapple weapons and then also to any white surfaces, like portal style. Mm. And uh, you can just kind of like swing around the level, dodging bullets. It's cool. Mm. And you can like sit in the air and snipe people because time stops when you're not hooking. Time stops when you're not hooking. Right? I feel like that's one of the primary issues I have with the original Super Hot, so you can't move like at all. I that would just fix it pretty well. What? Okay. Like uh, you're talking about. Um, Verticality wise, yeah. Well, just moving at all. What yeah, do you mean you can kind of move in this game really a lot more than around. you can in regular Super Hot because you're moving so fast and so far. It's not like a danger to be hit as much. Mm-hmm. Mm. You can kind of slingshot your stuff yourself like around pillars and stuff like that, and it feels pretty cool. You're like Spider-Man, so- but in slow motion. You didn't guns. have like the AI set on like Duck Hunter Extreme mode where they're just like leading you like way far out and somehow uh, shooting you when you're can't looking? say that it did. Okay. Also just... can't say that it had any options <laughs> like at all. Click a button <laughs> and you're just already in game. <laughs> <You> start playing. <laughs> it, it, they did a good job with um, stylizing it the same way as Super Hot with like the uh, the text on screen popping up and like the impactful noises and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The red dude was the same way. Uh, Chad, did you try Super Doom? Uh, the installation said you need the latest version of GZ's Doom, and I stopped there and was like, screwed, even tried to figure this out. <laughs> what? GZ's Doom? Yeah. It, there's this huge Word document of how to install it, and I'm just like, eh. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's funny. Uh, all right. Well, um, there's a couple others, so maybe we'll maybe we'll look at maybe doing a couple of the other ones. Nobody played. Actually, we I think we feel like I feel like we saved the uh, um, super hotline Miami for Jake. Oh Ooh. yeah, we did. You had me at hotline so, Miami. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we may assign a couple others because there were more as well. So I'll take a look at those before we get to the end of the cast. Um, let's move on to entertainment stuff. There are several things to talk about in here. Yes. Um. I mean, we could talk about it. Let's just start with this. Um, movie trailers and upcoming movies. Yes. 
The Thor Ragnarok trailer came out recently. Has it everyone did. seen it? I have not. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Wow. Alex didn't watch it, I'm assuming. Because no. he didn't want to ruin the movie. I did see that sick post on Reddit about how they made the title card in Microsoft Word in the 90s. Did they really? They, I mean, they just had like a screenshot of Word Art up. And like the Ragnarok logo looks exactly like one of the word art presets. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Why not? Why not? It's amazing. Oh, yeah. No, I'm 100% down with the new direction that they're taking the Thor franchise. Like this whole like retro space, like 80s, 70s weird feel that they're adding into it and making it all super colorful and stylized. I'm about it. Yeah, I, I feel like that, like, the entire film industry is like, hey, we should do more, like, new retro wave, have that, like, moving background 80s feel for logos and start screens. I don't feel like it's just this. I feel like it's uh, very, very much widespread. Yeah, it's definitely a thing that is coming back into popularity, but I think it's also one of the things that a lot of people are comparing this to guardians of the galaxy and calling it as guardians of the galaxy because they're just uh -huh. like oh hey look uh -huh. it's it's all like 70s feel and it has a cool rock soundtrack or 80s feel and rock soundtrack like guardians of the galaxy did which is true but they're also making it more stylized towards what the comics actually are or were at that time so instead of doing the more right the the, the more close um, like the, the the 1960s com Thor comics that were very like strictly here's a bunch of magic like how it started now they're kind of bringing it up to like the 1990s and 1980s Thor comics when there's a lot of random stuff going on and it's very space and fantasy and really cool so I like it I'm about it is anybody getting like a little overwhelmed or tired of the amount of Marvel that's produced at I this want point more Really? I I am a Marvel fanboy, so the more Marvel stuff that I can get, I'm about. I mean, we have already seen in Iron Fist and in Ant-Man and also uh, Avengers 2 that they have the ability to make less good movies and TV shows. So it's not like they hit everything out of the park. They just hit mostly everything out of the park. So I'm fine with it. I mean, it's speaking a... as another Marvel fanboy, I'm starting to get tired. I feel like a lot of them are very similar. Mm -hmm. I really felt it. Doctor Strange. I felt it a lot. Mm hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was just that particular movie. But I just I felt unengaged because I was like, I feel like I've seen this before now. I don't know. Wait, the are you telling times... me that you've seen a movie of a rich white guy somehow having a traumatic experience and then learning like some mystical ways of trying to make the world better or something like that with all of the money that he had? Yeah, I know. What? I know. It's it's crazy. Yeah. What what really bothered me was when the main bad guy shows up at his like whatever place like halfway through the movie. Spoiler alert, kind of for halfway through the movie. <laughs> <laughs> And he just, like, kind of kicks their ass when he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And then it's just like, oh. And then they have, like, a climactic fight later. And it's like, 
he already won this when he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> I, I don't understand how this guy is like such a badass when someone who just learned magic existed like a week ago went toe to toe with him. This I don't is know. True. We're getting off topic. <laughs> well, I mean, I thought that movie was unique because the actual final battle was ended with like I logic. Give you, the ending that was, was cool. very, very good. I really liked the ending. I would agree with your assessment, Jake. I feel like a lot of them are on the same vein of just plot line. Mm-hmm. It's like you're, is it, uh, I mean, you could tell just the amount, let's talk let's, how about this. The amount of times um, um, aliens have invaded somewhere mm-hmm. or done something. Um, and I know that there's obviously other movies where that has happened uh, in recent, uh, in the last couple of years, but. I feel like that same plot line has been used several times and just it's a lot of the same. Um, I even felt like when uh, Winter Soldier came out, I was kind of under impressed with that. I feel like they just tossed in a whole bunch of actors and a whole bunch of new characters. They're like, hey, look, look what we got. We got more people. And I was like, yeah, but the plot wasn't super good. I don't know, man. Winter I got to disagree with you. Winter <laughs> yeah, Soldier was, was goddamn Winter Soldier. amazing. Not sorry. Civil War. Civil War. No, oh, okay. okay. Oh, yeah, Civil, yeah. Civil War. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Civil War. Civil War. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I, I yeah. was gonna have to like fight you for a second there. No, I'm sorry. I was like, Whoa. I meant I meant Civil War. Sorry. Yeah. Winter Soldier was good, but Civil War, I felt like it was just literally the frustration of one guy led to an entire two hours and fifteen minutes of movie watching. Well, it was weird because. I was listening to a thing uh, from Feige, and Feige was saying how the entire point of Civil War was so that way the Avengers could be broken and nobody's on a team anymore, and that'll make the build-up to them becoming back into the same team for Infinity Wars being a much more climactic event, which, like, I agree with. That's a good idea. I just also disagree with how getting there because they kind of took what was going to be a really good third act for Captain America and then made it really crappy by throwing everybody else into it to then yeah. make this random fan service hour long plot line that had nothing to do with what was actually going on just to later set up things that aren't probably going to pay off well anyway in future Marvel movies. It was just a weird kind of in between. Well, it felt just like a plot line intro for a lot of the upcoming movies. I mean, they threw in uh, Black Panther specifically so that they could start to talk about the Black Panther movie line or the the plot line for their upcoming movie. Yep, they're just like, hey, look at him. Look at him. Um, So let's move on to another movie that's coming out that I'm oh so frustrated about. Uh, There is a new mummy coming out that is absolutely not starring Brendan Fraser. What's even the point? Yeah, really, though. We got Tom Cruise now, guys. But, oh, don't. <laughs> Fucking <eat>. garbage. <laughs> Look, if it doesn't twist halfway through into an, a Mission Impossible movie, no sale. <laughs> I, I, I'll agree with you. The, the fact that we don't have a Brendan Fraser and we somehow have Tom Cruise as like his stand-in, I feel like we've been gypped. There was a post on Reddit the other day where they everybody was like, because they've constantly been making posts about Brendan Fraser about how he's not in the movie and whatnot. And it was, uh, he updated his IMDb photo and everybody was freaking out. They're like, oh gosh, what's he doing? Is he doing something? I'm so excited for Brendan Fraser. Of course, nothing comes of it, but um, I'm just really upset. The original movies or original Mummy films were so freaking good. I miss them. 
and I'm really upset that it's Tom Cruise. Where are Cruise. they? I'm, what I'm yes, wondering about fantastic. is why we're talking about this now when the trailer came out like four months ago. I didn't. I don't. I, I didn't watch the I'm trailer until recently. <laughs> okay. Russell why Crow's did you bring it. it up four months ago? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Caleb. You call it wasn't yourself important a fan? to me in any way. You disgust me. <laughs> uh, Russell okay. Crowe's in that movie. Yeah. But the new oh, one is Doctor Jekyll. Yeah, the new one. Yep. As Doctor Jekyll. <laughs> Wait, is that real? Are you serious? Yeah. 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 But like of Mr. Hyde you, fame? Yeah. yeah. You you what? do realize that? Is that what the oh, movie's no. about? Back this up. You do guys realize that the entire point of this mummy is that it is reintroducing what is going to be called the monster universe, and it's going to be the mummy, the invisible man, um. Oh. Mm -hmm. it, uh, the Frankenstein, it's oh, like no. all of the classics of Dracula, like all of that classic monster stuff is all going to be wrapped up into this Universal Monsters universe. So that way they can do the old team ups like they used to do when, you know, it was like, oh, Dracula meets Frankenstein or whatever. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, no. that's that's going to be a thing. But um, why? Why is he a mummy? There is going to be a mummy. There is the mummy in it. Yeah. There's a mummy and also this guy Dr. is Jekyll. there. The mummy's a cool. chick though, right? The mummy is yes. a chick. Wow. He's a chick. Most mommies are chicks. That's kind of in the name. <laughs> One last uh, trailer Jake. shout out here before we move on is I they just launched a trailer for a movie called Atomic Blonde. And I know very little about this movie, but there is a very awesome actress kicking a lot of people's asses and it's all set into like the cold war 1970s kind of it looks awesome and i'm about it i'm just 100 percent about women kicking ass being spies and cold war settings this is going to be like, great and i want other people to know about its existence like sucker punch yeah that's what it looks like it but again we're back to uh neon blue and neon red and neon logos and oh wait we're back to pretty much everything that's new retro wave and 80s synth i'm okay with that yeah fine <laughs> hey at least it's not ghost in the shell are we still on the mummy we're always on the <sighs> mummy man if you <laughs> because, have mummy news to share you can just speak if, <laughs> if we are I'd just like to throw in my opposing view of it's called a reboot for a reason, so they can't really have the same people in it. But sure they can. You just oh, put Brendan Fraser in there. Fucking perfect. <laughs> it. It's the perfect film. If you put Brendan Fraser in there, it's Brendan Fraser's son. Oh, oh my god. Just, Love wouldn't it. that be the best? That would be awesome. But that's like a sequel. No, yeah, it's a it's... reboot. But if it's actually supposed to be his son, it's definitely <laughs> a sequel. If Brendan Fraser's matter. in there anyways, it'd be a sequel. Like in any uh, form, if he's in there, it's a sequel. What if Brendan Fraser's in there, but he's not playing any character related to his other character? He's what if he oh plays a different guy? What if oh he's my god! What a twist! <laughs> oh crap! Now you guys need to, to wait for the movie because what if it is? What if it is? God! Uh, we just ruined it for everyone, all our listeners. Where's the rock at? Is what I really want to know. Ah uh, yes. The oh, Rock is yes. actually a movie star now. He could actually do a mummy movie. <laughs> Best CG on planet Earth. <laughs> Oh, was man. he the Scorpion King? Yes, yes. he was. Yes. King, yes. <laughs> I watched. Dude, I just... a... Go ahead. No, Jay. you go. <laughs> I was gonna say I watched a top ten video recently, which was the top ten worst CG of films in the past like twenty years, and that was one of them. I think it was like number two. 
Yeah, it was really bad. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. What I remember when that movie came out, looking at the making of and Brendan Fraser and uh, The Rock talking about how they didn't actually meet each other until they're finished filming <clears throat> because they never actually had to film anything together. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's... They must be so talented <laughs> to produce such a high quality film without ever meeting. Oh, gosh. Um, okay, let's move on to a couple other things. Uh, somebody put Xbox Project Scorpio in here. I'm not sure who that was. It was me, Alex. obviously. It was. <laughs> obviously. Anything new, new they, and techy. They uh, came out and revealed the specs and oh, really? talked about some of the uh, capabilities, let's say. Does it even sound cool? Uh, it sounds like a way more powerful console. Um, they <laughs> can't even concentrate. <laughs> uh, Jake just just chatted Xbox the Scorpion King. I think we have to get that joke out of there. This is the best sequel to a console ever. <laughs> it's got the rock. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's um, significantly more powerful than the original Xbox. It's got like six teraflops of performance, which I think the Titan XP, which we're going to talk about in a bit, it has 12 teraflops of performance at this point, mm. which mm. didn't, like when they first announced it, six sounded like a lot, but now it's starting to get a little bit old again. Uh, but it is way more powerful than the even the PlayStation Pro. Oh wow! And uh, th- apparently, they showed off um, some Forza Tech demo running in native 4K at 60 frames a second. So it has the potential to actually run 4K stuff, and it's going to automatically um, increase performance of any other Xbox games that you play on it, just straight out of the box. So you'll probably get like stable 60 frames on old Xbox stuff, hmm. just right away. Do you wow. know, are there going to be, like, games you can only play on Scorpio? No. So they're making everything compatible across both platforms. Okay. It'll just run better or at a higher resolution on the newer stuff. Also, and, isn't anything released on Scorpio also going to be on Windows PC? Well, any Microsoft first-party titles are coming to PC yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> so if there's third-party exclusive stuff that could possibly not come okay, sure. to PC... But third-party exclusives are pretty much non-existent nowadays, so I don't think you have to worry about that. That's what uh, I'm most excited. The exciting part about this is that it's just going to let developers be able to use more high-quality assets in games because their power is available, and they don't have to do it for just PC, so PC will benefit as a side upgrade to the market. We'll just see uh, better assets and stuff in games because of it. They also said that even if you have a 1080p TV, you can run stuff in 4K. What? And just have it uh, downsample the 1080. So, sounds pretty cool. I won't buy one because I have a PC, but it's good for the market. Is it though? Yeah. Anything that allows developers to progress further and not be held back by consoles. Like... Stuff with uh, the Watch Dogs controversy a couple years ago and stuff like that, where yeah, okay. they were announcing the new PS4 and Xbox One, and they had this brand new next-generation game, they showed it off at E3, and then the game comes out and it looks like significantly worse than it did at E3, because mm-hmm. the, the systems weren't up to what they thought they were going to be, 
And then that also ends up affecting the PC version of the game, even though we could have run it at a higher spec because they have to like, they have to do what they have to do to work on a game. They can't just put all these assets and resources towards the one platform that can actually run the game at a higher spec. So, I mean, this seems like it's basically just kind of like the next generation console that they're moving towards. Uh, is PlayStation also moving towards something then? They already yes. put out the PS4 Pro. Yeah. Okay, so it's just the Pro. All right. But that's already yeah. out, right? Yeah, I mean, this seems, for a while. But this seems like much more extensive than... Yeah, so it's going to release a year after the PS4 Pro released. And so they're behind in, in terms of releases, but they're going to be way more advanced in terms of performance. So it'll be f- interesting to see how it shakes out in the end and who comes out on top and stuff like that. They're putting a lot of emphasis on high performance. Like like PS4 Pro can't really play anything native 4K as far as I know. Uh, it so upscales to 4K. Must be why they're touting that so much then. But yeah, they're they're very much going for we have the most powerful console on the planet. If you want the most powerful console, come to our side. Mm. I feel like that's always been the case. Now PlayStation did the same thing at the beginning of the cycle this time when they were like, our PlayStation 4 is more powerful than the Xbox One. So, Why not just PC, you know? This is true. <laughs> uh, speaking of PCs, let's move on to a couple other things. Um, Alex, again, this is, of course, you. The Titan, I'm not even going to say the name because the new The new Titan so graphics card came out. So freaking dumb. Like two weeks after they announced the 1080 Ti, and they were like, the 1080 Ti is more powerful than the Titan X. And then they're like, all right, we're just going to put out another Titan now. So that the Titan is always the most powerful card. <laughs> what makes me so mad about it is two years ago, they released the, the NVIDIA Titan X. And that was after like the Titan Z and the Titan Black and the Titan. It was like, cool, we've got the Titan line. They're just naming it unique things every time, whatever. It's a really expensive graphics card. That's fine, whatever. The year after that, a year ago, they released the Titan X again for some reason. Different graphics card, not the same graphics card, just named the same thing. Following Apple for whatever policy. reason. Uh, super annoying. So in the community, we're like, how do we, how do we discuss these cards? You know. So we came up with Titan XP is going to be the name of the newer one because it's running on the Pascal architecture. Mm-hmm. They were like, all right, cool. Let's refer to the newer one as Titan XP. The old one is Titan X. Now, a couple weeks ago, uh, they announce a new Titan. And what do they name it? They don't name it Titan X again. They name it Titan XP. So now we have <laughs> the card <laughs> that we colloquial named like Titan XP to make sure that we distinguished it from the original Titan X. And then we have the new Titan XP, but the P is little. It's not a, it's not a capital P. So that makes it okay, I guess. I don't know. So people are trying to figure out how to talk about these cards without confusing them. It's actually worse than Microsoft naming the new Xbox Xbox One. I was so mad when that happened too. (laughs) I used to be like, hey, you know, you remember that game back on the Xbox One? Oh, I mean, oh gosh, I can't say that anymore. Uh, Original (laughs) Xbox. (laughs) Uh, They're taking their cues from just the naming of, of how Apple does their naming for their product line. I mean, all that makes sense, right? iPad, the new iPad, the all-new iPad. 
Apple, the iPad Air, iPad Air 2, iPad. I don't know iPad. what they called it now. I think. I think this went back to iPad it's again. iPad. Yeah, I think it's they dropped just... the Air logo. <laughs> uh, Even though it's the same form factor again. They're just trolling at this point. I mean, they, and they the have rumor to... for this year for the phones is that there's going to be the the iPhone 7 or uh, 7s. I mean, this would be this year, iPhone 7s Plus. And then also they're going to release like a premium phone that's just going to be called the iPhone 8. This was horrible <laughs> to explain to my mother. I tried I tried telling my mom this. She could not grasp the concept. Because we're on the the Apple plan where you pay the subscription and then you get your upgrade once a year. And so my, my parents, they have um, iPhone 7 Plus. So I'm like, yeah, so if they release... A 7S and a 7S Plus and an 8, you're going to get, by your contract, probably an upgrade to the 7S Plus because that's the same like SKU level that you're currently on for your subscription. And she's just like, well, why wouldn't I get the 8, though? The 8 would be the new one. Why would I get the 7 again? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I had to explain it to her for like half an hour. Like... The eight, you have to think of the eight as like a, a completely separate premium product, like the the iPad Pro. When they announced the iPad Pro, the twelve inch with the the stylus, which actually they include the stylus in the regular version of the iPad now. You can use that in the ten inch version now. See, just more dumb naming. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Marketing's terrible. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Chad, finishing finishing your marketing degree and then like fixing some of this stuff would be pretty sweet. <laughs> finishing your marketing degree would be pretty sweet. I agree. <laughs> wow, savage. <laughs> uh, if I'm speaking, uh, Doom, super hot, whatever you want to call it, sucks. Oh, you're playing right now? Okay. Yeah, yeah I tried it. It's really bad. Oh no. Oh, uh, super Doom. So so think about super hot, where you dodge bullets as they come at you, right? But now you can't move out of the way strafing. You have to turn to move. Oh. <laughs> you have to face your camera a certain direction to move that way. Isn't that how Doom played, though? Yeah. Yeah. No so, strafe at all. It was just turning. So now you, you just have Doom and, like... Yeah, I don't know. It's, it just was really bad. We can continue, though. Sorry, I interrupted. I no, this, right. the flow of the conversation on marketing and naming and stuff. It's all right. Just let us know when you finish your degree. Then we can get on uh -huh. top of this other stuff. Probably never. Yeah. Okay, that's what the, I figured. The upshot um, on the Titan XP is it's about 5% faster than the TI, and it's $500 oh, more. Dollars. A whole 5%. 5%. Yeah, 5 to 10%, they're saying. Okay. Well, we'll good call for it those like 7%, who... then. Why 7? Yeah. If it's 5 it's to 10... It's almost half, but you can't quite give it half because that's giving a little too much if it's 5 to 10, I feel like. <laughs> okay, freak. Uh, let's move on to the last two things in our, our news section or entertainment section. Um, Alex, I think literally everything that was written down in here was pretty much you, besides my comment about the mummy. What is have, your name? I have things to say. Your I know, name. You have lots of things to say. My, my name's what, Alex. What is your name? Your name's Alex. There you go. Thank you. My name's it. Alex. It's uh, the easy joke. 
wasn't that? That, that, I that the only reason really you put easy. it in there? No, it's a <laughs> it's a film. It is a Japanese animated film. It is what you might call anime. Uh, and that it is anime. Really? And that it is anime. <laughs> okay. All right. Glad we got uh, that out of the it, way. It is a movie that came out in Japan last year and pretty much swept the box offices. It was the number one movie in Japan. Um, unseated Spirited Away as the highest grossing box office uh, animated film in Japan. Wow. And it has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it just high. came out in theaters here. Uh, I think it's a limited run, limited theater deal. I'm not even sure if it's still running right now. It it started on the 7th, so it could possibly be for a little bit longer. Uh, I went and saw it, and you can go see it in two different versions with uh, the English dub or uh, Japanese audio with English subtitles. Um, obviously, go see the subtitle version. I watched the trailer for the dub, and the female voice actress sounds so horrible. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> the but guy sounds me- actually okay. Didn't you guys tell me there's basically only like one show you can actually watch uh, dubbed? Dragon Ball. Ball. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Thanks uh, for- yeah, I just wanted to mention this because it's not very well publicized and it was a really, really good movie. And uh, animation quality and music and everything was just like the highest like caliber that you can get. So Japan, like on, so. on par with like Samurai Deeper Kyo? Oh, dude. Come on, dude. Oh, dude. It's probably not as good as Samurai. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. far and away better than like anything. Like even anything that is like a high quality TV show that you'd watch like a regular anime. I'm upset with Yarn. Why? For some reason, you always slip that into a podcast. And that is talk about anime. the worst anime I have ever laid my eyes on. Alex trashed it. I had to watch it. I had to watch the entire thing and then tell you all the things that are wrong with it. Oh my gosh. It was the only one you've ever seen. I watched like six episodes and could tell that it was going to be absolute garbage. (laughs) Like I didn't need to complete it. And so we never got Aaron to watch any more anime because he's the punk like that. Have you actually never watched any others? Actually, no. That's so sad. The The only thing I've seen is, well, I've seen Ruby. That's not. It doesn't anime. count. Okay. We've had this. Why does discussion? that not? Oh it yeah, that's counts. right. That doesn't count. But it does count. But it doesn't. Anyway, um, I've also seen uh, that one that I watched on Netflix. What did I tell you it was called? Gantz. Gantz Zero. Which that was live action, was it not? No. I don't know. No. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? <laughs> did you watch it? Yeah, I, I watched think he it. Did. Was it real people or no? Not? Was it real people? Was it... But it like wasn't like drawn anime. It was like a. Was it like 3D? Yeah. So did, what does that make it? Does that make it not anime? That might, I'm not an anime guy, obviously. Might be up for debate. Probably one. still an anime. Okay. See, okay, so I've seen other anime. There we go. Clarified. Done. You haven't seen other good anime, though. You haven't mm. seen good anime, period. Oh, you've yeah. seen Ruby. Close We've been telling well, you to watch that sounds gross. Steins Gate for how Steins long? Gate. I know. I know. Such a good show. I will watch it, but you've also you've also yeah, been sure. telling me to watch um, uh, what's that sci-fi TV show since forever? Firefly, Firefly? in space. Yeah, Firefly. Firefly. Thank you. He's never yes, watched watch it. Watch Firefly. What are you doing? 
He's wasting his life away. You clearly. lost a lot of respect for me right there, didn't you, Drake? I did. <laughs> what little I had is now gone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, did you finish you. Steins Gate, uh, Jake? I did. I haven't seen the movie yet. That's okay. on my to-do list. But uh, I did finish the series proper. How, how do you feel about it? Was it good? It was <laughs> freaking amazing. It was really, really good. <laughs> Were you worried you wouldn't like it? I, maybe. It, <laughs> it seemed like it took him a while to get through it. So I oh, wasn't it sure. Did. Well, I reached a point where... Not that Steins Gate is like super duper serious. Like it's goofy and the characters are goofy. But I just wanted something... I'm going to say stupid. <laughs> and I don't Fair. mean that to like insult anime, but like... It was something about high schoolers falling in love and just not being important to anyone ever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like something that I can just watch and like, it doesn't matter if I zone out for a hot second because they're just talking about high school bullshit. Mm. I don't know. I got you. So I should watch it. You should watch you it. Should yes. Really watch it. Okay. It's actually incredible. All right. Plus, you like time list. travel stuff, and that's freaking love time travel stuff. How have you not watched it already? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. Struggling, guys. Sorry. So many good things to watch. Speaking of other good things to watch, um, we talked a little bit about Rick and Morty last week, did we not? Or two two podcasts ago? Podcast ago? Two weeks ago? One podcast ago? Two weeks ago? Oh my god! They were clearing out. Right? When they come out on April first. Yeah, it came out on April first. It was the best April Fool's Day ever. But it fucking got me. With that. <laughs> I have a theory. You have a theory? Hit me. Hit me. Brick, nine. I got a theory. Uh, we're going to lay this one on deck. Uh, so, basically... <laughs> okay. Thank yeah. you for we'll just that. cut that part. I appreciate that. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> basically, Rick and Morty released on April Fool's Day, but they haven't... Look, correct me if I'm wrong. They haven't released another episode, right? Correct. Correct. Who here actually watches Rick and Morty? I all do. of us? I do. I do. All, except does, for Aaron. Does Aaron? Oh my because gosh. He doesn't watch anything that's do you good. you watch fucking hipster? Good ever? <laughs> Jake, you can't call me a hipster because I don't watch Rick and Morty. I can. How does that just even did. make sense? Those are like two completely different spectrums. It's like, no, no, you just You're can't like, compare those. Rick and Morty is two mainstream. Yeah. yeah. What? Okay. okay. So without, without giving away any spoilers. My theory spoiler. is Just give the spoilers that no, 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 screw you, screw you, <laughs> okay, because Owen will give away all spoilers of Mass Effect later. If I am you not let this giving happen. out any spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my theory is that this episode is just a dream, and what they're gonna do is they're gonna release the actual first episode later. And it's going to be completely different. And everything that just happened in this episode is just April Fool's joke on us. I could see that. I have heard yeah. this theory by a lot of people. Yeah. It'd be disappointing, though. I feel like it was maybe my favorite episode. Maybe second favorite. It was really, really good. And if they just retcon the whole thing, it's like, well, fine. Lose the best part, best thing you had going for you, I, I guess. I mean, even if they retcon it, it's not like the episode doesn't exist. That's true. Also, I feel like if they did retcon it, all of the people that wanted their, like, Sesuan sauce, and now it's just like, oh yeah, it's not actually in Rick and Morty, and no one actually gives a crap about this awful sauce. Everyone's gonna be like, then why did I talk to McDonald's and try to get them and think it was funny? There's I, like think, a... I feel like everyone would still just be like, yo, bitch, give me my Szechuan sauce. Yeah. I need that sauce. <laughs> I think that would go Gotta away. have that sauce, Morty. 
There's a couple of open sauces on eBay that you could buy for like nine thousand dollars. Yeah. Why? Gotta get that sauce, man. Gotta get that sauce. Watch Trick and Morty. You wouldn't understand, Aaron. Yeah, it's yeah, you true. Understand. Thanks. Okay. Don't All even right, pretend. Great. Wait. So if I if it's like a subject that I don't normally know anything about, should I just like mute myself and not pay attention? Follow yeah, Owen's lead. What Owen does. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's yeah. what Owen does. <laughs> mute yourself, leave, and go educate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, along with Rick and Morty news, they're releasing the Rick and Morty VR game on the twentieth. And they announced that. Awesome. Virtual Rickality. Virtual Rickality. I like it. I don't get it. Tighter Rick. It's like a pun. <laughs> so. Uh, if we're still on the topic of what Aaron doesn't watch, yep. <laughs> uh, Attack on Titan was released, the first episode of the season two. Pretty mediocre. I have seen that like super fast forwarded like, <laughs> dub version. version of it. That's yes. hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed that actually. Does anybody else here also watch Attack on Titan? Oh, the first season. Haven't watched second season. It's mediocre so far. Can't I can't watch se- seasons of shows like when they air. <sighs> You're so I would have to wait for Netflix. a week. You're literally ruined by it. Nplex. Nplex. Stop it. Crunchyroll. Just enjoy like a any show when it comes out. Amazon Video. Any ver- Hulu. Anything that yeah. has an <laughs> entire season. I'd rather go watch something I haven't seen there and just wait for whatever's currently airing to finish it, and come up on a service somewhere. It really nice. ruins the like camaraderie of like talking about oh that what what happened on that episode like oh I like that I like this and it's like this is true and I actually do watch uh Game of Thrones when it comes out. Oh wow. Why, if why you didn't I would to avoid every spoilers. episode for you. Yeah, I because would call you and I would say here's what happens. Re- yeah, realistically there's too many people that watch that show that are around me all the time that are constantly talking about what happened on Game of Thrones last night in the workplace, online, like everywhere. And it's very much a story-driven, spoiler-heavy show. Like, if you don't watch that episode, you're going you're gonna to find out some things you didn't want to find out. Oh, man. I remember hearing about the Red Wedding and that getting that spoiled for me before I even watched it. Oh, yeah. But I when it too. happened, I was still shocked. <laughs> it's... It's because it's such a good scene, but I, <clears throat> I watched a video of like Red Wedding reactions like probably six months before I even started watching Game of Thrones, period. And I was like, oh, this looks crazy. <laughs> yeah, I wow, that's a pretty crazy reaction you just said. Hey, Aaron, can you do a reaction what? video to a reaction video? Oh. Mm, okay. Reaction? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Let's I do, don't think that's a thing already. It's our new series. It definitely is. Well, well then we could react to those. Yeah. Ooh, we could we'll react just link on to whatever the last <laughs> edge is, you know? We'll react to reacts to reacts to reacts to reacts. Ooh, I you love know? it. I don't really. You ever oh, seen the videos gosh. on YouTube where somebody mm-hmm. films themselves watching the 10-hour loop of something for 10 hours? Oh, my God. What? <laughs> and, then, and then somebody reacts to that video love for 10 it. hours? <laughs> Are yes. you kidding me? <laughs> next 24 hour stream next extra life yes that's it we're gonna watch two of those <laughs> oh my gosh that's fantastic why would you do that yeah, get them views man extra life's coming know. up we can start planning yeah so long <laughs> from now it was like dude it's only april calm down 
Isn't it in like November or something? It's, it's yeah. November. Okay. We could have extra, extra life, you know? Yeah, let's make our own Horizon Life. Ooh. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. Where You're all so we original. do is react to other things. <laughs> <laughs> no, we For react to reactions hours. of other things. Oh my god, we could like record reaction videos independently and then watch each other's and react Ooh. to those and then all react together? to the reactions. Yeah, and, and then at the end we all get together to marathon all the videos we've made so far. Yeah, and <laughs> this then we is make great. A, we make a tilized version notes. where we're all watching the reactions of reactions of watching something. Oh my god. But it's all contained in one video. I mean, we're going to be a so great famous. idea, guys. It's, yes. So and we, li we live stream it so that the chat can react to us reacting live. Oh, we, we can do a reaction to the chat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. So while, while you guys brainstorm on that, because that's a great idea. Yeah. Great. Um, let's move on to games because we have quite a few things to get through here. Um, and I wanted to talk about some some cool stuff that we've been playing. First and foremost, uh, there's a new Overwatch event that started yesterday. Oh, yes, yeah. there yesterday? is. Yesterday is correct, right? Okay. Yep. Not um, as of when this podcast goes up, but sure. Uh, <laughs> no, we're putting this up yes. today, right? Yep. No? Yep. <laughs> right after we're done. I'm just raw audio. Um, who's played? I mean, has everybody in here played it besides Chad? What? I assume. Yes. Everyone's played the new. Okay. You mean mm -hmm. Owen? No, Owen's played it. I played it. Yeah. Oh, I misheard how you phrased that. Hello? I, thought you... <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said everybody um, hasn't played it. It's okay. I don't listen to our podcast either. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, who wants to describe this new Overwatch event? I'm assuing Owen. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll... All right, let me guess. All right, so you have all tracers, <laughs> and you run no. really fast, and you shoot really fast. Already wrong. Um, and there's a ball, and you bring the ball from oh. one point to the other point. Are you talking hmm. about your Rocket League? We'll get to your Rocket League. Oh, no. Okay. He's talking about Lucio ball. Oh. Tracers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, basically, what this is, is it's a four-person PvE and it has multiple objectives inside of the match, uh, such as kind of capture point and payload and things like that. And it all takes place seven years before Overwatch happens. So this is during the Omnimech crisis. Uh, that was like the beginning of the downfall of Overwatch and why it ended up getting disbanded. So you end up playing... Uh, this is Tracer's first mission after she had the accident, so she's like all fresh and green, and there's a little bit of backstory to it in that nature. It's fun. You shoot a bunch of robots with a bunch of friends. I love killing a bunch of Bastions. So is it kind yeah, of right? like the same event as what Team Fortress 2 had with machines? It's uh, not. It's no. not a horde mode. It's like more objective based. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because they they already copied that with the Halloween event. Yeah. To be fair, they mm -hmm. already ripped that off. <laughs> so this is different enough. That Overwatch it's... doesn't rip things off from TF2. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, just the entire concept in game. They just rip it all off from Paladins. Uh, I <laughs> shut <laughs> up, Alex. <laughs> Good one. I'm I'm still waiting Paladins. for the uh, content patch update or whatever when they just end up giving everybody random hats as like a joke. <laughs> be I'm the best so happy they've they done. Yeah, to, I'd be overjoyed. Like, that's the joking? one thing I really want them to take from yeah. TF2 now. That's the big downside of Overwatch <laughs> right now. Not enough hats. So hey, if Jeff Kaplan or anyone else from Blizzard is currently listening <laughs> to this wonderful podcast, hats. That's what we want. Funny. 
Jeff Seems Kaplan like loves this podcast. Jeff Kaplan would listen to. It's true. <laughs> Jake, most of the developer updates are just. What if you react to it? Uh, <laughs> we should react to his developer updates. Yes, we should. Watching. Yes. Jake, don't you generally just love games with hats? Uh, yeah, they're the best games, objectively. Okay, <laughs> okay thank you. Objectively, there's, there's yes. a lot of hats in Dota. Mm, there's, they're not really hats, though. See, there, there you go. There are hats me. in Rocket League, and Jake doesn't like Rocket. There League. are hats in Rocket. League. That's that's true. I don't know. Are they? They're on the cars. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's unnatural, though. <laughs> that's just that's you want natural hats. Yes, there's, hats there's... go on humanoid creatures, <laughs> not vehicles. They just fly off. It's nonsense, really. So, the event and the patch. <laughs> Oh, the patch. I have some feels. We got to talk about <laughs> Nucio. Yeah. Nucio, what do you think about Nucio there, buddy? I am so torn about Nucio. So some background for those of you who don't know. I'm a Lucio main. Greg, he's basically you? a fucking new character now. So I feel like I can't even take him into ranked because I don't know what I'm doing. His ranked used to be 30 meters wide. And now they are 10. Dang, what? Yeah. yeah, so like you have to be like on top of people to heal them or speed boost them, which is and, weird like, because he's a very mobile character. Yeah, can like, I, Lucio? More like useless Leo. Yeah, so, right. Not, not necessarily true. I actually played with him in ranked, just straight out of the gate this morning, and uh, it's fine. Like it, it is. It is. A, I will give Jake that it is a different play style. And you have to kind of do things a little bit differently, but pretty much now you just run around your group because they have to be within well, you that did little. Last time. That well, except will... that whenever you were running around, they were always being healed. You didn't have to be like, "Oh shit, I'm not healing anyone because yeah. it's ten meters." <laughs> this this now you actually have to like start doing kind of like figure eights around your Reinhardt and other people to making sure that everyone's getting like healed equally. Whereas like before you could just like chill in the back and then sit down and press E every once in a while and you'd be fine because you're out of line of sight of the enemies and you could heal everybody that was in line of sight of you. I don't know. I'm just worried that they're nerfing the only thing that was good about Lucio, which was that he had this huge AoE. And so you could just kind of do your own thing because his healing's still bad. And his speed boost now that it's fucking 10 meters is just awkward like you're pushing through like a choke point sure yeah but like during a fight like you're gonna get maybe one guy i don't know the the one thing that this forces is it forces people that play lucio to be with their team more which normally means they're behind (laughs) more tanks so you have less people getting picked as easily by genjis or roadhogs at least that was my experience of playing it was because I have I had to be near the tank instead of being farther away and trying to get random shots. So because of that, it forced me to stay in the group and with the group. Is this the first major character change in Overwatch? No. no. That Who would probably is... be Bastion. Bastion, yeah. Symmetra. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Symmetra thought... is probably the first one. Who oh, got a Symmetra. Open okay. quotes rework. I see. I thought Bastion's rework was just. That was like developer to actual in-game. Or did they make a major change, like not in their... They did recent work on him. Yeah, Yeah, they they gave him like a fuck ton of DR. It changed how both of his modes worked. Mm -hmm. I mean, relatively minor all around except for the DR, but... I removed his headshotting. 
Ah, oh, that's true. When he's in, in century, turret which form, which is a pretty mm-hmm. big deal. He can walk and heal himself at the same time. Also mm-hmm. true. And it's on a meter now instead of just. What was it before? It was just forever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he, had to sit but he still. couldn't move, and it got interrupted by damage. And he can before. switch yep. between modes way faster now. Yes. Yep. Okay. All right. That, okay, that's a massive rework. <laughs> Check. Uh, Check mark. And just. Check. I don't know if we mentioned, but they increased Lucio's percentages. We yeah. We just talked about so the his, bad parts, but his, they did. I mean, yeah, to be fair, his damage, he goes faster while he wall rides, his projectiles move faster, and his healing did get like a 30% boost, but it was already like 12 healing per second, so now it's like 16, which is still pathetic. I like this change because it makes him slightly fun to play. Whereas before he was super duper boring. I'm so my question to is, disagree, but my fine. opinion, yeah. <clears throat> is this um, similar? Alex and I have this conversation all the time about Dota when they patch heroes. And sometimes they make major changes to the hero that are just changes to the core way the hero is played. Mm-hmm. And it's all based around the pro scene. Oh, and sure. who they want to move in and out of pro scene. Um, is that the same for Overwatch? I mean, do they edit heroes just specifically because of the way the pros play and who they're using? Well, that's... I feel like that's at least partially where Lucio came from. Because at yeah. the pro scene, he had like 100% pick rate. Like yeah. every game, you had okay. a Lucio. Because yeah, his sense, speed then. boost was too good. And so they changed him. I don't, I, it's probably not specifically that. It was probably also just his playstyle is not super dynamic. But I think a large part of it was the pro scene. It's just interesting to see that, and I—it's actually, it's actually kind of cool to see this in a different realm because we've Alex and I have been playing Dota for a long freaking time now, and we're always like analyzing patches and looking at different crap for how heroes have changed. So it's cool to see this happening in Overwatch and kind of watch how characters make—they make minor, subtle changes, but then they'll just take a character and completely revamp it to make it mm-hmm. play, play style completely different. Uh, other than that, were there any other major changes to Heroes this patch? Or was it just basically Nucia? Arissa's head hitbox is yeah, 15% was, smaller. It was no. only Arissa's. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, her head was freaking huge. You could hit it from the moon. So they made it smaller. Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. Interesting. Um, all right. Well, let's... Uh, Anybody other comments on Overwatch before we move on? Okay, wonderful. I didn't even leave you like three seconds there. Um, Holy frick. Let's move on to some other things. Uh, Somebody put in here some things about some open world games. I'm not even sure who this is. Oh, that was me. Okay. So basically a lot of us have been playing Breath of the Wild. Andromeda, and I know Alex and I have been playing Breath of the Wild. And both of these are open world games for the most part. And I just wanted to briefly discuss the kind of ideas of how open world has been done well in both of them and how open world has been done not well in... Wait, is this, is this where you ruin the ending of Mass Effect for everyone? No. Yeah, please don't okay. do that. Just check. I'm not ruining the ending to Mass Effect. <laughs> don't, don't ruin the middle either. Yeah, don't ruin the beginning, Actually, please. don't even talk about plotline at all. <laughs> Zero plotline. It just... Uh... Or gameplay mechanics. <laughs> Or graphic or art style. Mass Effect at all. Like, let's just not. Don't even say the name. Effect. Hey, Chad, how's Rocket League going? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what about no, wait, let's, let's jump back on this. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's just jump back on this for open world stuff. 
what specifically are you talking about in terms of analyzing the way the open world is done good or done well? Well, so one of the things that I noticed while playing through Breath of the Wild is how the open world feels actually open to me, which sounds a little weird, but in a lot of games previous to this, like Mass Effect or uh, that came after or I don't know, Grand Theft Auto and things like that, there's kind of like a track. There is a way that you have to go from point A to point B to get your quest, and then you go to point C where your quest is and do it, and then you go back. And even though you have this large open world, you pretty much ran in a line between all of your different quests because you weren't really exploring that much unless you just kind of got bored and decided to just drive around or do something else. Because in Mass Effect Andromeda, that's exactly what I was doing. It told me where my quest was, and I was like, okay, I need to get there as fast as I possibly can so I can get there, grab whatever I need to get, talk to whoever I need to talk to, and then get back so I can finish this planet and get my 100% viability rating and then move on and get to the next planet and do that. Whereas Breath of the Wild, the way that they have it set up, I literally do not care where my quest is if I see something, I'm going to climb it. I'm just trying to find whatever you... path I feel like going on. And yeah, there are the quest markers that you can turn on and you can ask it to be like, hey, where am I supposed to go for this? But half of the time, those quest markers only just tell you where you got the quest from. And they don't actually tell you where you need to go. And you actually have to kind of piece it together. Like you have to talk to the people and remember that that person is telling you that you need to walk north from here. And this person is telling you that you need to climb this mountain and that there's something cool behind this river. And I feel like that's really interesting because it really does force you to explore. And I like it because then you're actually exploring. And I mean, I still haven't beaten Breath of the Wild. I've probably poured in over 100 hours into that game. And I still haven't beaten it because I've just been so busy running around in circles and enjoying the randomness that is a real open world. Do you think that's more of the choice of your playstyle, though, than actually how they design the game? Definitely it, not. It isn't? No. Actually not. I, know... I think a lot of the concepts that are in Breath of the Wild are going to be reused in tons of open world games years to come. Oh yeah, no, I 100% believe that the next Assassin's Creed will copy all of this right off the bat. Like, most open world games nowadays are, here's your laundry list of objectives to complete. And yeah, you can do them out of order or whatever, but this is your list of objectives, these are all the points on the map where they're at, and that's where you go do them. Breath of the Wild is so open-ended. It's like... You get out of the tutorial area and they're like, all right, defeat Ganon. And that's it. That's all. That's like all they tell yeah. you. And you can go off in any direction you want, explore whatever you want, anything that looks interesting. The entire mechanics of filling out the map are you find high places to climb up to so that you can look down over the world and look at what things look interesting to you. And then you actually place markers on the map saying, I want to go investigate what's over there. Like... It's kind of crazy that they've come up with all these concepts that are not used in open world games ever. Ah, uh, right. Of free exploration. No Man's Sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure. If No Man's Sky was good. <laughs> 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 
I also like, as Alex pointed out, the icons. Like, there's no... The, you place your own icons on the map to what is important to you, so when you open up a new section of the map, you're not just like, oh, hey, here's all of the little icons where all the collectibles are, and this is telling me where all of the villages are, and this is telling me where all of the NPCs or whatever. Like, it, it's literally just a blank slate that you can then, you know, if you want to mark where everything is for, you know, where every Lionel is, you can. If that's your thing, that's your thing. If you wanted to mark where all of the camping stoves are so you can cook and find the nearest place to cook at, you can do that too. And like people are easily spending in excess of 100 hours playing Breath of the Wild, just exploring, finding new interesting stuff. And they're saying they're still finding little nooks and crannies of the map that just have unique, interesting content. And like I said, the literal like first thing it gives you out of the tutorial area is the final mission for the game. Like You have to defeat the end boss. That's that's your goal, and, oh, I and you can go straight that. there. You yeah, don't so have to do anything <laughs> else. There you are can speed literally runners. go straight to Ganon and fight him the second you're done with the tutorial. There, yeah, there's speedrunners that have done it in like 56, uh, like beat the entire minute, the game in 56 minutes because you clear the tutorial and then you go fight Ganon and end the game. And it's really wow. hard to do because yeah. you're not equipped with anything yet, but you can do it. I didn't pick up. I. That's interesting that so what you're saying is when you start it's essentially it's like here's the end of the game but go do whatever you want to do and if you want to finish now have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Also it'd be super hard to do it right off. Hmm. Cuz you don't have any better weapons or armor or spells or anything. So I guess in contrast to Breath of the Wild you think Mass Effect falls more under the old style of open world game. With yeah, it's it's very tasks and waypoints and yeah. I mean, if you guys have played a little bit of it at least, and you tell me, like, isn't it very much just like, oh hey, here's your sandbox, but do what you need to do so that way you can get to the next tiny sandbox. Well, it feels very much like the uh, the stereotypical Ubisoft sandbox where you go to the place and they throw a bunch of freaking icons on your map and they say, do the stuff. And you don't have to do most of it, but it's going to be on your map. Yeah, and it's like, all right, we have to go investigate this planet. And then by the time you're done investigating that planet, they're like, hey, we got a lead on another planet. Go to that one now. And then you go follow the, the through line on that one, and it leads you point to point to point. And then it's like, all right, here you go. This is the next planet in the line. Now go find that one. So it's, I mean... That game is also way more story-driven, so I don't know how you would incorporate a lot of the concepts from breath of the wild into that. I mean, I feel Being like that they have to roll out like plot concepts at a certain time. I feel like if you're going to make a game like breath of the wild, that's so open, you have to basically design from the ground up to accommodate that. Right. Like, well, cause you're so not going to put effort in all these cut scenes and voice actors and all this shit that like, I don't know, 50% of your player base might never see for the record. Breath of the Wild has cutscenes that are voiced that people miss. Like that's it, it, interesting. It is part of the it is part of the game. Now I will say that yeah, Mass Effect has a more linear storyline, which is good in some ways. But I'd also feel like there is a way that you could take a very good linear story and put it into an open world like Breath of the Wild and make it work. Because as Alex pointed out, yeah, you can run to the end and just do the end thing, but 
you'll die or it'll be very difficult. And so it kind of then nudges you to why don't you go to any of these four areas, you know, any of the four areas that have the divine beasts and explore over there. And while doing so, they could leave parts of the story. So maybe it would happen in a different order for different people. But you'd still be able to get different parts of a story and just go, okay, this is my chunk of the story. And then you can continue onward to get to your end quest. And I think the game like Mass Effect could really profit from something like that, considering that its entire thing from the original trilogy was, hey, your choices matter. And I feel like having a plot that changes based on your choices would be kind of cool to be able to see like, okay, well, I want to do this part of it first. Well, just two things, I guess. One, designing a story that actually branches based on your choices is wicked hard. Yeah. Like actually having all of them matter to the story, not just in terms of gameplay is like crazy stupid hard. And two, Leaving it so open, I feel like if you wanted to have, like, actual character progression and characters with arcs, it'd be kind of a mess, because you never know at what point in the arc you're gonna be at any given time. Yeah, it'd be almost impossible, because you'd have to to know what your characters have seen so far, so they know how to react to situations. So, like, if you're looking at the original Mass Effect, you couldn't do a moment where everyone reflects on, oh, shit, you know, Caden died, because maybe that didn't happen yet. We don't know when in the story that's going to happen like that could be the first thing that happens and then if they're happy because of you know something else that happens that's good it's weird you know and, mm-hmm. and i would say the character thing you have a very good point too i will concede that but i'd say as far as like the branching plot wise and already has that at least to a certain extent i mean you I- can go do certain parts of the quest whenever you want to or not at all and then when you get to the ending there may be people there or not there depending on if you've completed stuff yeah but i don't think that's necessarily changing the the plot line basically what you're doing is you're just you're you're either adjusting what happens in the end or you're making minor adjustments to the gameplay based on like number of enemies or type of enemy or things like that those are Jake, would you agree that's kind of like less of the plotline change and more of just the gameplay change? Yeah, yeah, I, I would say so. Well, uh, okay, so what about Mass Effect 2 when, you know, your choices matter of if you don't do things in the right way, if you don't, you know, complete these things correctly or get your squad mates into the right points at the end there, you could lose squad mates. Like, that does affect the plot because you're literally watching your friends die. Yeah. Sure, but yeah. that's a really short, that's a really small scenario in which you have branches. Yeah, uh, it's true. not the Mass entire Effect... game with branches. Yes. I think Mass Effect Two is one of the best examples of that, where it feels like it's very open with its quest because it doesn't force you to do a lot of the content. You just have to do like three missions before they unlock the next story mission, and like another three, and you can do the last one. You'll just die. And so I think that's like the perfect idea of it, but I feel like it would be very hard to do it for a lot of games, if that makes sense. I think yeah. about what happened with Mass Effect 3, though, because yeah. you fell in love with the characters in 2, and then 3 happened, and they didn't know which characters made it through the final mission, and so none of those characters were extremely important in the third game. 
really? they're basically just kind of in the background. They're all kind of like they... side characters at that point. Yeah. And and you have a point. I don't know how you'd be able to make sequels off of it or if Mass Effect would be able to build off of it per se. But it is something that I feel like a lot of games like Mass Effect or Assassin's Creed can look at Breath of the Wild, see what's going on, and then just go, what of this can we take and incorporate into our next iteration to make it that much better? What's exciting to me about that whole concept of what you're talking about, and now I kind of want to play Breath of the Wild just so I can see what this open concept's all about, but if that really is adopted by other video game makers, then I'm excited for the next Elder Scrolls. Yeah, true. That's one of the biggest frustrations with that game I have is that I literally just look at a waypoint and then I fast travel somewhere and go finish and then I go right back to where I was in the beginning. And I've always been kind of annoyed by that way of playing that game because it feels so freaking linear. All you're doing is you're always going into your menu and you're always looking at the task, you're looking at the quest and you're just checking them off one by one by one by one by one. So it would be cool to see that, this concept you're talking about kind of applied to what Elder Scrolls is. I would be very intrigued to see how Skyrim ends up being received on the Switch because of the fact of Breath of the Wild. Like, after Breath of the Wild has now been out, a lot of people have played it. A lot of people that own a Switch, the entire reason they bought the Switch was because of Breath of the Wild. Like, I'm curious if there, how that's going to shape out for when they finally drop Skyrim on it and port it over and then just go, hey, it's on the Switch, because a lot of people, I feel like, would just be like, what's the point? Because there's already a better open-world game that we played on this console. Yeah, but it's also Elder Scrolls. I mean, you have to to give it that. Plus, it's already been out for so long that I feel like most of the people who would be getting it would be like, oh, cool, now I can play that game I've already played, but anywhere, you know? I mean, that is one of the things that I liked about it and why I thought having Elder Scrolls would be fun. It's like, oh, dude, I could totally like play that on a plane or something on my way to a PAX or something like that. But I don't know. At this point, I probably wouldn't get it because I've already played it on PC and I feel like there's a better open world game and I'm excited to see what happens. Well, and for what it's worth, since you've already played it on PC, I get the whole I now I can play it mobily. Um or or on the move, or on the go. But it's hard to play a game like that when you've played it on PC, especially if you mod the crap out of it like I do. <laughs> it looks so good. Um, I'm pretty sure I've spent almost the same number of hours modifying Skyrim as I have playing Skyrim. That's saw, not good. Yeah, I just saw a screenshot today. Somebody had it running at 8K with 16K shadow, shadow textures. <laughs> um and they were using like 20 gigabytes of video rem- memory and they were getting like two frames a second. <laughs> but they took a screenshot and it looked amazing. I'm sure it did. Um, let's move on to the last little bit here of the game section and talk just for a second about Rocket League. Um, Chad, I think you put these notes in here. I didn't put the Fast and Furious one. But, uh, oh, I put that. I mean, Rocket League mean is just a of part game. of... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Rocket League is just a part of an overwhelming number of things that are adapting or uh, that are adopting something from Fast and the Furious. And in their case, they have <laughs> added that. Oh my gosh. Everybody wants a piece of Fast and the Furious. It's, I don't. In Rocket League, it's the car. So they've, that's one of their new recent DLCs is just adding the car. Have you Which, used it yet or, and or bought it? 
No, I have not. But in the trailer, it shows two people doing aerials and then the car just literally flying through the air and blowing both of them up so easily. And when I've played against that car, I do feel like I get blown up more easily than playing against normal Rocket League cars. Dude, so you just I hope they didn't out, actually do that. Anyway, so go ahead, Chad. You, you put in here Rocket League Season 4. So, just to touch on the car, uh, I don't really like it. None of the cars really have different um, specs to them. Uh, they just feel like they do. And I think there's been some research that uh, shows that there's like point zero like three or five or whatever like difference in speed and or hitting but like it's not a major game game changer um but the car to me just feels too long and the wheels are too stuck out you play with ugly. the freaking batmobile you can't talk about a car that's too long this is longer than the batmobile bro what it unless it's just bulkier and that's why i think it's longer than the batmobile i don't know yeah. batmobile sleek like AF. Uh, so season four started. Uh, it's been a, a blast. Um, there's a whole cycling through and filtering through the ranking system now. So, um, and you can totally help me out with this. How has it felt being down in the gold tier? Oh, it feels like a freaking with. It feels like being 2K in Dota, or it feels like being in um, sub 2K in Overwatch. Mm, and then you play with now. people, and you're like, how are these people even at sub 2K? <laughs> Have you so, ever played a video game in your life? <laughs> so basically, what ends up happening, I don't know how like Overwatch does it, or, or any other game that you guys play, um, but what Rocket League does is they take your last uh, season's ranking, and then they kind of use that to place you similarly to that in the next season um and so i ended up like gold three uh and there is a lot more actually um rankings this time than last time there is bronze silver gold platinum diamond and champion it was to where people would not be at the top like everybody would be at the top and be you know more dispersed um so basically what's ended up happening is i actually follow uh our rocket league and i've felt a lot of uh misery playing ranked right now because i'm in the platinum tier and for some reason everybody thinks they're god in this tier and pretty much yeah uh-huh yeah uh-huh so what ends up happening is you get a teammate and you in dubs that you know five seconds into the game you get scored on because a kickoff went wrong or something and um the other team just got a you know lucky shot or something, and the teammate like tries to forfeit, and so the rest of the game you're doing a one v two, while your teammate's just sitting in goal doing nothing because like freaking, ugh, just frustrating. So I started looking on the the subreddit to see like if anybody else is experiencing this, and I think the best response that I've seen so far, uh, to this type of uh, attitude was this guy was down one point. It was three to four with two minutes remaining. And he passes the ball to his teammate, and they score to tie up the game four to four. But the forfeit button was still there. And there's like a 15-second timer to where you can agree to forfeit. 
And right when he ties up the game, two minutes to go, he just forfeits. And it's like, that's what you get for being salty. Wow. I thought that was amazing. Trolling. Yeah, there, there's just a bunch of trolls uh, in the, the Platinum. There's like, if you think there's a bunch of toxic players in video games, uh, such as like Dota or League of Legends, like, I don't know why, but they are so many in Rocket League right now. Uh, Go play Brawlhalla, bro. Oh, God. <laughs> They're the worst. But yeah, I mean, I feel that it's... <sighs> I understand what they're doing with like the um resetting the ranks and like you know season to season it makes people like want to play ranked um but i feel like the beginning weeks of ranked when you're actually getting your placement there's a lot of weird things happening like for instance uh there's so many grand champions which is the top rank that filters through gold like how did they get gold i don't know uh gold's like third tier in comparison to five tiers and so like i'm having to verse all these people who are like top tier players when i should only be reversing people in my tier but because yeah. of the fact that there's a cycling of ranks it's like it messes up the the flow of uh ranked for a while it's also actually rocket league is is has grown significantly in terms of just esports in general Mm -hmm. um and there's a huge following for their championship series and it's really cool to watch yeah um obviously it's not on par with something like dota or overwatch or league but yeah uh, we well, gotta you gotta think um when it when it comes to the championship series these guys that are that are playing are not uh was adapted to audiences like dota players are like dota players like know going in like what audience size that are gonna have just because like you know they've done it for a couple of years now. Rocket League's, you know, you said up and coming, and so they they have this pressure from like an audience watching them, and they're like, oh crap. So like the other day, you said that you know you and I are basically as good as some of the people on there, and like it's it might be just that they're choking at that time. They're actually much they're probably, better, yeah. but we we probably just choke a lot more. That too. <laughs> um. Let's move on to the very last thing in our game section. Um, anonymous Camel put in here. Shifty. Yeah, that was um, me. Uh, this is referencing Mr. Shifty, which we talked about in our post-PP. This comes <laughs> out, mm -hmm. and I'll put it in quotes, today uh, on the 13th. So I think there's a beta online that you can try out, see if you actually like it. But it seems pretty awesome. Super duper good. Tomorrow. So That's all. Last but not least, um, let's talk about two things in stories. Um, I, I, I guess I'll just start this. I have uh, borrowed a truck recently to do some yard work. And uh, driving down the road the other day, I just hear this ting, 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 ting. So I get out of my truck and I notice there is a giant, like, quarter-inch size something stuck in my tire. So I take it to the tire shop today, drop it off. It takes them six hours. They finally call me. They're like, hey, yeah, we're done with your truck. We want you to come over so you can, you know, we can talk to you about what we pulled out of it. And I'm like, all right, great. So I show up at the gas station or the service place. And uh, does everybody know what those little, like, counterweights are that you put on a wheel that they, like, hammer to the rim mm -hmm. to offset your... Okay. So somehow, I got one of those stuck in my tire. And I was like, oh, okay, great. And then the guy says, yeah, it's the one off of that wheel. And I was like... Wait, what do you mean? 
He said, I don't know, but somehow it came off of your wheel and then got stuck in your tire. And I feel like the odds of that are probably... That's bizarre. Astronomical. But I didn't have one on that tire, and it was the exact like uh, shape, size, and weight as all of the rest of them that were on the truck, too. So somehow, I centrifugally threw it off of my rim. It hit the ground and then got jammed into my tire and created a leak. <laughs> that's so, impressive. Yeah. I feel like that's the kind of thing that falls into our never tell me the odds, because it would just be impossible to cop- calculate what the odds of that are. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's my story. Is that actually this week. a subreddit? Yes, it's a subreddit, and it's actually really funny. Lots of great things that are posted on there. Uh, they had a, a guy's gun the other day. He was a police officer. He was facing somebody who was shooting at him, and the police officer shot his nine millimeter into the forty-five barrel of the attacker's gun, and the bullet jammed in front of the other bullet in the attacker's gun. Wow. Yeah. So just cool stuff like that. Uh, the only other story on here was something that I, if I even try to say the name of this person, I will butcher. Oh, it's basically uh, for any of our listeners that are in the Baltimore and D.C. area or will be ever in the Baltimore and D.C. area. Um, the Yaoi Katsuma Infinity Mirrors exhibit is currently going on at the Hirshhorn. I managed to go yesterday. And it's awesome. It looks really trippy. You've probably seen pictures of people talking about it. It's got like 50 billion mirrors and lights hanging down. And it's really cool. They, it's a moving uh, exhibit. So I'm sure that it will show up to other cities around the United States at some point. So if it goes to your city, it's worth standing in line for like six hours or paying 50 bucks or whatever you have to do to get in. Because it's amazing. And it is an on it, awe-inspiring experience. Like I have Six never- hours though? I know people that have stood in line for multiple hours to get tickets in. Luckily, someone already did that for me, and I just got to reap the benefits. So, yay. Yeah, I'm going nice. to check that out. It looks really cool. Yeah, no, it's it's super cool looking. It's good. I don't know how much longer it's going to be in D.C. I think it's only going to be here for a couple more weeks. May 14th. Yeah. Hey, for what it's worth, the things that are in D.C., there. I sent this to Alex the other day. There is a... Uh, Mario themed bar. Yes. Huh. Somewhere. There's a Mario themed pop up bar that I think closes in like two days. Oh. Glad I'm real on top of that, guys. Sorry. Um, and the other thing is that Baltimore this past week had their Light City event, which was it's this nighttime event that they have all of these kind of light installations set up all across the Inner Harbor. So you pretty much just walk around the Inner Harbor and they have all of these cool light things that are playing with the water or just around. They have like a giant peacock that lights up and it's like feathers move. There was another thing that they had very large spheres that were lit up and inside the spheres were mobiles that were going or mobiles that were going around. So it was kind of doing this really cool, like shadow puppetry. It's gone now, but they do it every single year and they add more light installations every single year. So if you like seeing cool things at night and want something to do in Baltimore at any point in time, check it out next year. And I have pictures of both of those uh, on my Facebook page and probably wherever else Aaron decides to put them. So Wait, I can decide where to put your photos. 
Yeah, put them uh, on his Facebook page. That's a good spot. I'm, that's right. <laughs> I'm going to put them on your Facebook page. I, I thought you were going to stop that. You might want some for the website. Do you yeah. know how, um, Aaron, uh, two years ago when we were in Seattle for PI, we happened across the traveling exhibit for Star Wars? Yes! So I, freaking crazy. When Owen said that this was going to be a traveling exhibit, I was going to make a joke about, don't worry, it'll be in Seattle in August. No and then way. I looked up the tour dates and it's going to be in Seattle. In no <laughs> freaking way. Are you serious? Wow. Oh my gosh. Our freaking luck when we go to Seattle together. Oh, that's funny. Not only was there a traveling Star Wars exhibit, but we randomly went into the museum. I can't remember what it's called. Um, it's the, the freaking weirdest looking. Yeah, yeah, it's the weirdest looking museum I've ever been to. And inside, they had a they had a um, like a little area that was just dedicated to indie games. And it just so happened that they had a giant screen where they were playing Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. And this was two years ago before it even came out. We get lucky when we go there, Alex. Yep. Better be as good as TI as last time we went. We'll see. Uh, anybody else before we wrap this up? Anybody got any notes? Things, quick things, captions, nothing. Nobody Please watch anime. Yeah, any oh, thanks, good ones, Chad. really. My last note is really for you, Aaron. Instead of posting Owen's pictures, can you post a reaction of you looking at Owen's pictures? <laughs> and then post that. Yes. Even better than the pictures. We're completely changing the focus of this website, Stroke Podcast, Stroke. You got it. Entertainment you got it. Coalition. Done. Great. I love it. it. Conglomerate. Conglomerate. All right, we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. This week's podcast was produced by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Jake John Fetterkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amair, A-M-A-I-R, or some of you know him, Andrew Real. You can check out his music at www.soundcloud.com forward slash Amair or on Spotify. Also, this week's podcast was brought to you by Reclaim Industrial a small but amazing shop of makers, fabricators, and designers based out of Bluemont, Virginia. You can check them out at www.reclaimindustrial.com or you can check out their Instagram. Also, you can check out our website at www.wearethehorizon.com for other video content and some free stuff. Until next time, this has been The Forecast.